0: Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a Senior Editor at Light Reading.
1: Hello, this is uh, Carmela Stewart. I'm the Director of the Future Infrastructure Group at Cable Labs. Great,
0: well Carmella, thanks for uh, for joining us in the podcast today, I really appreciate it. So, Thank you for having me. Uh, so you bet. So we're here to talk a bit about the role of uh, Cable Labs and maybe the general cable industry by extension uh, with 5G. Uh, but before we kind of dig into some of the specifics around, you know, the Cable Labs work with five G and H- uh, HFC convergence at the edge, I was wondering if maybe I can have you set the table a little bit on how uh, the role of uh, Cable Labs has kind of been evolving uh, with with the idea of like the convergence of the the network as well as services.
1: Ah, uh, sure. Um, so Cable Labs founded the Mobile Convergence Committee, which is made up of uh, uh, various cable and mobile operators, and a Convergence Council, and uh, these, these groups were formed to help the industry work towards converged networks and services, and some of the early efforts involved um, identifying use cases around new services, uh, better sh- subscriber experiences, and network efficiencies, uh, we're we're now working closely um, in in a series of working groups to delve deeper into technical and service requirements for those use cases and developing reference architectures and application layer interfaces. Um, the convergence council is also providing guidance on that. They uh, serve as an advisory group. They help bridge the gap between requirements and the capabilities. Um, because more than half of the Cable Labs members um, are both mobile and cable system operators, we think this unique insight into operations of both network types will be a catalyst for driving convergence requirements.
0: I see. Okay, so uh, this is interesting because this what we're going to be talking about today relates to uh, some of these org- groups or organizations that were put together, I guess not too long ago, right? It was a few months ago right? Uh, when those two groups were announced. Right. Okay. That's right. So I think, yeah. So I think the, the main reason we're here today is to kind of discuss, you know, this notion of 5g and HFC convergence with, uh, I guess with this kind con- this idea of multi-tenancy at the edge. And you explored that in a, uh, a recent blog post over at cable lab. So, um, you know, you covered a lot of ground there, but I was wondering if you can expand a little bit or, or maybe just uh, some of the groundwork or, uh, uh, and kind of explain some of the work that was underway to run, you know, 5G docs and other applications at the edge.
1: Uh, sure. Uh, so initially, our focus has been on the convergence of network stacks onto a common platform, which we call Platform Convergence. Um, part of our role has been to work with 5G vendors to ensure that their systems can be co-located on shared infrastructure. And through this effort, we have uncovered some issues with their deployments, particularly around things like security. So by working with the vendors to tighten the security around co-located applications, we hope to minimize any security problems that could arise uh, for our members in the future. And so there was... Uh, things that we did beyond security, but um, we tried to capture all of our learnings through this effort and put it into a white paper, which we just published at the end of April. Um, it's also there's a link to it in the in the blog in the blog post. It's called Best Practices for Deploying Five G into a Shared Environment, and it's publicly available. Um, we've we started, with, yeah. So we started with the five G vendors, but we anticipate embarking on a similar exercise with HFC network component vendors, particular virtu- particularly virtual CCAPs.
0: I see. And what, what were kind of, I mean, if you had to talk about some of the main takeaways, I mean, you mentioned uh, security mm-hmm. uh, being an issue. So maybe you can expand on that a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, what, what kind of issues were, were seen and, and uh, would need to be, I guess, you know, remediated or sure. uh, handled.
1: Well, what we noticed consistently is that um, vendors often made assumptions about the level of access they had to like a Kubernetes cluster, for example. So there's this concept of a cluster admin role, which pretty much gives you full access to the cluster. And because we were trying to co-locate different vendor applications from different uh, companies on the same cluster, uh, that level of access would not be permitted. So they had to kind of remove some of those assumptions and it limited them from certain type of operations. It's sort of like removing root access to your computer, right? Not everyone should have root access to their computer. Um, It's kind of a similar concept that you can't have that cluster admin. That was one thing. And there were various other things around networking and just the way things had to be configured to support uh, performance of the applications on a shared cluster. Things of that nature, but all okay. those all those gotcha. details, yeah, all the technical technicalities are really captured in the white paper, uh, in t- in pretty good technical depth.
0: Okay, well, and, and the, the blog also kind of characterizes this as like uh, early work that's underway, mm-hmm. right? So, right. Um, you know, now that you're you're kind of downfield a little bit. Um, I mean, what what are are there some specific goals that have been kind of you know set up, um, you know, out of this activity?
1: Yes, uh, some of our broader goals are, um would be uh, really providing a foundation for all convergence type related activities, and some of those things could include testing out interoperability of cloud na- native network stack components from different vendors. Um, another exercise would be uh, Exercising recommended changes to 3GPP specs and other third-party standards that facilitate network convergence. And then also running convergence use cases for services of interest to our members are, are a few examples. And we know the MCC and the, the, the uh, vendor committee that I mentioned earlier, they're, they're working on the use cases and things like that. So we'll have a lab where we can exercise some of that.
0: Okay, and if I'm uh, the cable operator here, then so is the, you know, if I had to cut through it, I mean, is the uh, uh, kind of the big takeaway for me is going to be, hey, you know, this can kind of help set me on the path, you know, to convergence now that uh, most of us are not, you know, just wired operators anymore. You know, a lot of us have mobile, wireless, uh, you know, different kind of components, you know, on on the way up to 5G.
1: Right, exactly. So obviously, there's going to be spec changes that have to be made, right, for convergence to occur. And there's going to be different use cases that we have to focus on, right, to make sure those use cases work in a converged manner. And so by collecting feedback from all our members and trying to figure out which use cases are best to focus on and then testing those out in the lab and see if there's any gaps in the specifications and things like that. So that's really what the environment is, is meant to do.
0: Okay, great. And then, you know, since, uh, you know, another area that kind of ties in, I think, uh, seems to be related is, you know, the whole 10 G project, you know, Mm -hmm. happening within the uh, cable industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of that, I mean, yeah, we talk about speeds and capacity and security and, uh, low latency and things like that. But, uh, you know, to, to the, the other point is, you know, more agnostic from the, uh, the access network, you know, whether it's HFC or fiber or, uh, you know, wireless, et cetera. So, um, so where I was going with that is that, uh, you know, there were some references in there about the, uh, in your blog about the 10 G lab um, over right. cable labs and uh, which I think is relatively new. And then kind of Mm the notion of deploying multiple 5G cores and virtual RAN uh, systems along HFC. um, I got a little bit of an overview of it when I visited Cable Labs for the 10G showcase, but um, maybe you can give us a little bit of an overview on kind of the key aims and goals um, of the 10G lab, and maybe how it kind of relates to the other work you've been talking about.
1: Sure. So what I mentioned earlier was really kind of broad goals around interoperability and testing and running convergence use cases. But I would, as far as the 10G lab right now, our, our, our kind of shorter term goals are really um, deploying commercial cloud native 5G cores, VRANs, and virtual CCAPs uh, onto the same platform, right? And not all of these systems have been deployed that we've deployed to date run on the same shared infrastructure. So we're working with um, the vendors to facilitate the ultimate goal of being able to mix and match vendor components that share hardware. So hardware being compute, storage and networking and are deployed and managed by a common uh, software management layer and really emphasize the portability of these systems across different Kubernetes container management platforms. That's pretty key to what the work that we're doing right immediately right now we have, uh, we're also deploying, uh, starting to deploy open source 5G cores and VRANs. and the goals are similar to, you know, the commercial 5G uh, cores and vRANs but um, the added benefit for CableLabs and why we're focusing on some open source is we want to be able to modify the network stack code for future innovations that may optimize the network performance or add new capabilities that bring convergence to fruition. So it's really kind of a sandbox for us with the open source.
0: I see. And when you're talking about like a unified software layer mm-hmm. uh, to kind of help support this um, right. now, would that kind of, would that come out of uh, like cable labs is a specification. You, know, you had mentioned open source, or you know, how, um, how do you, how do you anticipate yeah. that it would kind of ha- how would it take shape? I guess yeah. right.
1: I don't see that as a spec per se, right? So you have a a layer that manages the network stack container. So we're talking about containerized systems, right? And so you have to have that layer that deploys the containers into the different locations into the network. And so what we're focused on is having a, a common Kubernetes layer so that there's very good portability of these network, stocks, network stacks across different Kubernetes management systems, because different members will probably select different ways of different software layers, different types of Kubernetes platforms. And so we want to be sure the vendor has portability across those. And that's something that we've been focusing. That's why we're talking about co-location and multi-tenancy and running on the same infrastructure because we want these network stacks to be very portable.
0: Okay, do you have, um, I mean, it sounds like some really good overarching goals and and Mm -hmm. ideas, Um, has there, um, I guess there are some uh, examples, you know, I don't know how specific or anecdotal you need to be about it, but uh, in terms of activities that are being done at the lab, you know, I think Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's proof of concept work, you know, I think the blog mentions that there's been some work done with uh, some vendors you had mentioned um, there in the lab um, and the open source piece and so forth.
1: Right. So there's some different things underway right now. So we have uh, Cable Labs was uh, elected to be the host lab for the 5G Challenge, and you probably heard about that. There was a recent uh, press release on it. But the 5G Challenge is really the vendors are coming into the 10g lab to do that work. So the 5g challenge, the goal of it was to accelerate the development and widespread deployment of open and interoperable 5g networks with kind of a plug and play approach. And so that is currently underway. uh, today it started, uh, I think in April and it's going through like September. Um, we also, we also launched, uh, what we call the 10G 10G challenge and I suspect you may have heard of that as well and that's really I have I
0: think there's some money at stake <laughs> yeah there's some money on the line yeah there one. certainly yeah. is
1: and yeah. the goal of that was really um to leverage the emerging 10G network to really host uh applications around live live work play um learn right there's four categories and so they're soliciting uh uh, you know, developers to 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 uh, apply for the Ten G Challenge and um, in these four categories and really try to leverage you know a very high speed network and so that's another activity where w- once that completes because the judging is going on in next month and I think the it ends around September so we anticipate that you know maybe showcasing some of the applications that win the Ten G Challenge in in the Ten G Lab for. For the future, and then, um, right, and, and real flying, quick thing on
0: the 10G on um, yeah, the 10G 10, one, one. I'm sorry, one quick thing on the 10G challenge Is that right? I think the winners, I think that's going to be around Cable Tech Expo, like when there'll be like a big public, yeah, they, they
1: will be showcased at okay. uh, the SCT Cable Tech Expo in Philly, Philadelphia around September 19th through 22nd. That's when the SCT Expo takes place. So, we anticipate seeing the outcome of that challenge there at that, uh, event.
0: Okay. And sorry, I think I interrupted you about the 5g. You were talking about the 5g oh. challenge.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, it, that's just another, uh, activity that's currently going on at cable labs. So it, it also ends around September. And so that 5g challenge activity is taking place uh, in the 10g lab as well. Was you asked about proof of concept work and, uh, we're still building out the lab, so we don't have proof of concept quite yet because we're kind of building up our foundation. But we anticipate this to be an incubator for some great ideas we part, um, as we partner with like our members and vendors to bring next, next-gen cloud native solutions and services to the forefront. So it's really going to be the sandbox the, for future innovation work.
0: Okay, great. Well, I'll look forward to staying in contact, you know, with yeah. you and Cable Labs and kind of see, you know, kind of what what, what comes out, you know, down the line. So
1: Absolutely, yes. Um,
0: so I really appreciate that. Sure. So great. Well, I think that that's where we're going to leave it. Carmela, I mean, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast to share uh, some of your insights on the industry's expanding role in the world of 5G and network and service convergence.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for having me.